It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter. And, of course, follow the group at UK Packers. I'm one back, baby. Uh, took a break. Bye week. Didn't mean to. Uh, had some guests lined up. Uh, stuff happened. All right. So I'm rested, as you can see. I'm so happy to be back on. And, Lord Lama Jesus, this is the start of our UK Packers three-week tour. Very hard to say for an Irishman. So we've lads going over to this Rams game and then on to Foxborough, see them take on the Patriots uh, and Tom Brady, the second best quarterback to ever play the game. And then up to Lambeau for the Miami game. Very exciting. And that's what I'm on. And in fact, I got my welcome pack or whatever in the post, but this isn't the podcast for Waffle. This is the 10 minute takedown. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down uh, from what I see, you know, show you just how crap the Rams really are, how overrated um, and just general poor um, play that we've seen from them this year. Now, in all fairness, a uh, fantastic team, but I am going to look at ways that we can beat these fellas. The Packers, pretty tough stretch of games now over the next five games, four being played on the road. So Rams away, Patriots away, we all know too well, it's on the trip. Dolphins at home, woohoo, going to be great. Then Seahawks away, then Vikings away. So absolutely ball-bustingly, crunchingly bad for the next while, certainly with all those away games. Now, that said, I think we might be able to get some purchase on this because what I find with the Packers is that you put us up against the Niners, you put us up against the Browns, we go into overtime and, and you know, eke out a three-point win. Whereas you put us up against um, good opponents, then, you know, we tend to come out pretty well. It's just how we operate. So if you look at Dallas in the playoffs, um, wax them. You look at the Seahawks when in that NFC Championship game, we were absolutely pulverizing them until just the brain farts happened at the end of that game. I'll forever mention that game. It's etched into my memory. Um, you look at the Patriots game a couple of years ago when the Pats went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, we bet them that season. I think it's the same season that we reached the NFC Championship game against the Seahawks. We bet the Patriots that year. So, you know, had we went on to the Super Bowl, well, then it would have been, I don't know, I would have seen this as favourites, even though Sky Sports like the dog is a bit, right? Um, Rams game, by the way, on Sky Sports. All of the Game Pass users gets blacked out. And also, really quick mention, uh, Game Pass now has gone down to weekly subscription. So if you're savvy enough and you don't want to get... Um, the full Game Pass, you can buy a weekly subscription. I don't know what it'd work out as, and the prices have dropped. But anyway, I digress. Rams are the best team in the NFL. Uh, there's no question about that. They're unbeaten so far. Uh, so what I had to do was, is kind of do a deep dive, not to get too sort of distressed over the fact that, you know, we've got no outside pass rush. Our safeties um, have been pretty poor. We can only really offensively play well when we're under the cosh. So... You know, sort of stepping away from the Packers' problems and looking at what the, the Rams have to offer. Just, you know, what are the weak spots and how can we attack them? Jared Goff, crazy passer rating this season. Um, he's great as a third-best quarterback on pro football focus. Uh, Todd Gurley, 11 touchdowns, 686 yards. People are talking about him being the MVP. They're stacked at wide receiver. They've got Woods, uh, Cooks, Cooper Cup, one of my favorite players. Um, he's like a Los Angeles white lightning um, another elite players uh, worth a mention are uh, they've got the number one and number three guards in football Roger Saffold and Austin Blythe the number three and number six tackles and Andrew Whitworth and Rob Havenstein uh, number ten cornerback in Nicola Roby Coleman 
which is fun to say. Uh, number nine safety in John Johnson, which is ridiculous, right? John Johnson. If you have, if your second name is Johnson, don't call your son John, right? If your name is Stevenson, don't call him Stephen Stevenson. If you're O'Brien, don't call him Brian O'Brien. And David Davidson is definitely out. Number one and number eleven interior defenders Aaron Donald and Dominic and Sue. So we see Indomic and Sue and Aaron Rodgers kind of face off. Because I hate the way they say that, you know, Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers facing off in this game. Of course they don't, to a degree. Uh, but Indomic and Sue is back. Let's see if he's going to stomp his way around the pitch again. Um, the outside linebackers, though, are pretty poor for the Rams. And that's somewhere that we could potentially get purchased. If we're going to see pressure being brought in this game, it's going to be um, on the defensive line. Clay Matthews watch, talking about um, outside linebackers, currently ranks 107th for edge defenders in your face so uh, with that said these teams do look pretty close on paper now an awful lot of these are kind of skewed for multiple reasons but i'll just give you pepper you with the stats and then i'll go into it so packers are fourth offensively this year the rams are second packers are eighth defensively rams are seventh packers are fourth best uh in passing offense whereas the rams are eighth and then we are 20th in rushing versus the first for the rams um, but that's mostly because we've been behind in games and A-Rod has had to throw the ball all over the place and we can't really get the run game going. Now, there's that whole across the hall meetings that have been going on with the Packers and Mike McCarthy's come out and talked about um, Aaron Jones and getting him going. So I think that will change. Now, if we analyse the overall performance of the Rams, um, if you look at the games where offensively their statistics have dipped, now they've still won these games because they're, you know... They've won every game, but if you look at the games that are close or some of the games that even that they effectively kind of ran away with, but if you look at their offensive performance, that it's, it, it's been quite, quite bad. The reason for that is, is that the passing game has been quite bad, which is a pretty shocking stat if you ask me. Some people are going to go, yeah, of course, the passing game's bad, so the offense is bad. No, but they've got Todd Gurley, they've got the number one uh, rushing attack. So you'd expect that where the passing drops, the run game steps up, and that's the narrative that all of the media out there have been pushing they've been saying oh how do you get around this offense you know jared goff's on fire if he's not on fire todd Gurley's on fire sometimes they're both on fire together there's an awful lot of fire going on called the fire department and uh, they talk about the wide receivers being unstoppable their tight ends very serviceable and then the defense oh look at all the defensive players but it's it stands to be true that if the passing game suffers well then the overall offensive game for the ram suffers and that makes sense i guess if goff is playing bad you know they can't keep you honest with the run all the time because you can't trust the the play action um and as well as that and this was really shocking to me as well so todd Gurley, as good as he is you know he's he's suffered also now i've looked into all of these stats behind touchdowns and when he gets these touchdowns and all that kind of stuff but the long and short of it is that if you look at todd Gurley, he hasn't got a run longer than 29 yards um, all season I think he's had two games where he's had 29 yards and that's been his longest run in five of seven games he hasn't got over a long of 18 yards which means that he becomes effectively a non-factor if you're down a couple of scores and you need you know the run to get, crank off some big plays now obviously if you're down a couple of scores you don't use the run game but and that's exactly what we need to target in this game and we have seen that if you can shut down the run effectively on Gurley he's not a big play uh, running back he's he's consistent he's extremely effective uh what other cliches gonna throw out there he's good between the tackles he's great ball skills um no but in all fairness Gurley, as as effective as he is 
Um, you know, he's good for running down the clock, keeping the time of possession on the Ram side, um, and also just, just picking up those chunk yards again and again and again. So we need to shut him down early and play some pretty stout run defense. Now, another thing that we saw about Jared Goff is, is that he's he himself is a terrible runner. Um, so he's at a subpar run grade in five of his seven games. So the key to this game will be to flush him out of the pocket, try and make him run because it doesn't go very well for this guy. And uh, we've seen that he ha- has had fumbling issues when it comes to you know getting mobile and getting out of the pocket. So that's definitely one thing that we want to hit in this game. On top of that, I mean, we've seen Mark McCarthy come out and say about Todd Gurley that you know he puts the game on his back effectively and he can sort of turn a game around, and that's true. Um, but let's do a little bit of and, and i love the word deep dive and I've, I've been on here with hal and i've been talking about diving and deep diving so i guess let's get into it again just to look at the games that they have won and exactly how they won them now in hindsight so when the games were happening you're looking at these games going oh they're unstoppable they're on fire but if you look at some of the opponents that they faced have been pretty poor the raiders are a crap team the cardinals are the worst team in the nfl they played those for the first two games and talk about momentum and getting off. So in the Raiders game, they poor passing um, they poor running performance, but they had a win over the Raiders. That's because the Raiders are just a bad team. So that shows that, you know, they were poor on really both facets of the offensive game, but they still got a white one because the Raiders are that bad. The Cardinals did a good passing game, a poor running game, but they win against the worst team in the NFL. The two of those are effectively gimmies, especially for a team like the Rams who have a pretty stout defense. The Chargers did a good pass game and a good run performance, and they ended up winning that game 35-23. That shows that this team, when they are firing on all cylinders, can put a team like the Chargers... Um, to the sword now there's question marks over the charges themselves and their defense so that comes into play here as well now when they come up against the vikings their performance in passing was marked on pro football focus as elite it's blue so if you look at the running game they had a great running game and that was a really close game that they could have lost they came to 38 31 and it just proves that if you bring a strong team to this rams team you can rattle them even if they're firing on all cylinders in the pass game and in the run game and that's the first time uh, that's this season which is the fourth game of the season that they've had two of those facets uh, doing really really well now against the Seahawks it was poor passing it was poor run it was poor defense and that game came to 33-31 and this is a poor Seattle Seahawks team they're depleted on defense and offensively their offensive line suffers an awful lot you, so you would have expected that defense to get plenty of pressure on Russell Wilson and it shows that you know you can get a relatively poor team against with strong elements of course and they're very experienced the Seahawks are but you can really rattle the Rams again that's two games in a row that they've been rattled then they come into contact with the Broncos and again poor passing and excellent run performance and they only win that game 23-20 and the Broncos like don't get it twisted are pretty poor they're an awful team um so again it kind of shows that the lad you know the three of the last four games they've really had a team that in certain elements of the game have really put it to them you know in their run stuff and so if you stuff the run for this team like the broncos did even though they've had an excellent pass performance you can still bring this game within a mason crosby 57 yarder is what i'm saying so then they, the last game that they've played was up against the niners and um, you know good passing attack good run attack um, if you can call them both attacks and then 
Uh, they run away with that game and kind of you know make us look embarrassed the fact that uh, CJ Beathard got so much against us as he did that we still came away with the win and we didn't break down that performance we were kind of in a little bye week right now I've probably gone well over the 10 minutes at this stage but I think this is important so if you look at the defense for the Rams you know they've only been classed as elite twice this season and that's against the Cardinals who are absolutely awful and the Niners who is a poor team as well and that kind of goes to show how they were able to put them to the sword as well so I think it's quite clear that there are glaring deficiencies in this Rams team if you want to exploit them. And it can be said that have we really seen the Rams come up against, you know, an elite offense or a team that can really suck it to them, let's say. And I think that the Packers are that team. Now, will the Packers wait to be down a certain amount of points to try come back and I think if that does happen we lose outright I think that you know Sean McVay is head coach and um, he's too aggressive too creative and um, he's the rain man of head coaches the stuff that guy can recall I think if we go down in this game it's not going to be like other games where we come back and, and, and sort of wax this team I don't think that's going to happen so the key to this game will be to keep it close if we can keep it close I think it starts to rattle and get in on Jared Goff and, and Todd Gurley and the play calling of the Rams because it's so easy for them to spread that ball around to their elite wide receivers and to give Todd Gurley time you know to close the game out because if you look at him he's only got two touchdowns in the first quarter although he's got something like I think these second or third biggest sort of workload that he gets in, in that first quarter and he has eight of his 11 touchdowns in the second and third quarter even though he doesn't have most of his workload there and they mostly use him in the fourth quarter to eat up the clock. And that's where you can see his attempts spike. Um, and his biggest yardage total is in the fourth quarter. Yet he only has one touchdown. So they run him hard in the fourth quarter to run the clock down. We cannot let the Rams do that to us in this game. So we just need to keep this close. And I think that the Rams won't really know what's coming. In the sense that if we can use our, our running back stable. Um, particularly Aaron Jones in this game. Um, I think that we sort of if we can shock them early we can do pretty well if we can rattle Jared Goff and as well as that if we can put in some sort of an elite defensive performance because we do have uh, people back apparently the injury report for the Packers fell at Aaron Rodgers feet and that was it he was the only one marked down as being injured but everybody coming back and practicing we've seen Randall Cobb coming out on Twitter um, saying you know that it's it's he's glad to be back so we have we should have anyway everything at our disposal to throw at the Rams in this game but in its away game and it's against the undefeated team in the NFL but I am quietly and probably stupidly optimistic um, that we're going to have a really good game I think one of the key matchups to look at and another going to talk about you know how Devontae Adams is going to do and how we're going to face off against their wide receivers and and all the rest. I think the key one to look at for me is Aaron Donald against Byron Bell. Aaron Donald is just unstoppable. Um, for his size and weight, the guy just goes all day. Um, so we have one of the best, if not the best, defensive player in the league. Certainly probably a defensive MVP candidate for sure. Coming up against our worst performing offensive lineman and Byron Bell. Um, you know, that's that's going to be a pretty sticky situation. And um, A-Rod is talking about playing without the brace. So I hope if he does that he's extremely mobile and he doesn't get smacked around the place uh, because he's going to be running away from uh, Aaron Donald and Dominic and Sue uh, pretty much all night. So in the NFC North watch then, if we look around uh, the NFC and see what's going on, the Vikings are in first place. They have a game at home against the Saints. The Saints are coming off a bye um, and they've been pretty explosive this year. So 
let's hope that they beat the Vikes, even though we do get the Saints number one, or I'm not going to say number one overall pick, but certainly first round pick next year. The Bears play the Jets and they're also at home. So you'd expect the Bears to win that one. And then the La- the, the Lanes, the Lanes play Seattle um, at home as well. So uh, Seattle looks to be coming into a bit of form and they probably would have wanted, uh, you know, to keep that uh, momentum going because they were winning a couple of games before they went into the bye, uh, which is not the case. So let's see how they come back off the bye. So it's all to play for. Um, I do think that we could shock the Rams with this, but also they could drop a massive 50 burger on me so that could seem absolutely ridiculous but anyway um a bit of housekeeping at the very end we have an offers page ukpackers.co.uk forward slash offers a lot of the material that i used in this podcast today uh was lovingly bestowed upon me by pro football focus uh they're given all uk packers a deal if you want to sign up to the edge package you get five quid off or the elite package uh, you get 20 quid off on the elites to get those premium stats um, and then we've offers for NFL Europe shop um, and also touchdown trips, which we're going on our um, on our holliers over to Lambo. But I'm going to park it there. I have some exciting guests coming up, um, some nice journals, hopefully some players. And also I'm going to be joined by the man legend uh, that is Peter Jones, who writes our articles on our website. If you haven't read those articles, I'd strongly advise going on. Peter has so much experience when it comes to the NFL in general, but certainly the Packers. So Peter's going to come on and we're going to talk about that win versus the Rams um, on Monday night. So that podcast is going to be out. So do make sure you tune in and hear from Peter um, himself. So that's it for today. 17 minutes, 10 minute takedown. Talk to you this Monday, guys.